0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today, Chapter 20, The Reformation of Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1. But notwithstanding all the persecution and the putting to death of the saints, yet living witnesses were raised up on every hand. The angels of God were doing the work committed To their trust. They were searching in the darkest places and were selecting out of the darkness men who were honest at heart. They were all buried up in error, yet God selected them as he did Saul as chosen vessels to bear his truth and raise their voices against the sins of his professed people. The angels of God moved upon Martin Luther Melanchthon and others in different places to thirst for the living testimony of the Word of God. The enemy had come in like a flood, and the standard must be raised up against him. Luther was chosen to breast the storm and stand up against the ire of a fallen church and strengthen the few who were faithful to their holy profession. He was ever fearful of offending God. He tried through works to obtain the favor of God, but he was not satisfied until a gleam of light from heaven drove the darkness from his mind and led him to trust, not in works, but in the merits of the blood of Christ, and to come to God for himself, not through popes nor confessors, but through Jesus Christ alone. Oh, how precious was this knowledge to Luther! He prized this new and precious light which had dawned upon his dark understanding and had driven away his superstition higher than the richest earthly treasure. The word of God was new. Everything was changed. The book he had dreaded because he could not see beauty in it was life, life to him. It was his joy, his consolation, his blessed teacher. Nothing could induce him to leave its study. He had feared death. But as he read the word of God, all his terrors disappeared and he admired the character of God and loved him. He searched the word of God for himself. He feasted upon the rich treasures it contained and then he searched it for the church. He was disgusted with the sins of those in whom he had trusted for salvation. He saw very many enshrouded in the same darkness which had covered him. He anxiously sought an opportunity to point them to the Lamb of God who alone taketh away the sin of the world. I will inject here that the the Catholic Church, the papacy, the system was a, a human trafficker and still is today. They traffic humans and they have homosexual practices with the children that are under their care. They had the nuns away in cloisters where they got them pregnant, and they buried the fetuses of the children that were the the result of those liaisons. And as far as we know, they still do today. Baby bones have been found in pits and under the churches where they have persecution practices with their instruments of torture, and they money as though they could save the souls of men who give them money. They just want the money. It's a pagan church that just renames their idols to Christian names. And they still believe in, they still worship Lucifer and are in pagan practices. And the Pope wearing the fish head of the Dagon God. And the they what they're missing in Revelation where it speaks of the colors, it's missing blue which is faithfulness to the law of God, because they don't keep that. They have the scarlet and purple and gold and pearls that Revelation mentions, but they are missing blue, which is faithfulness to God. So I will continue on here. I mean Luther saw all of this, and he rose up against them with 95 theses that he nailed to the church door. But I'll continue reading. He saw very many enshrouded in the same darkness which had covered him. He anxiously sought an opportunity to point them to the Lamb of God, who alone taketh away the sin of the world. He raised his voice against the errors and sins of the papal church, and earnestly longed to break the chain of darkness which was confining thousands and causing them to trust in works for salvation. He longed to be enabled to open to their minds the true riches of the grace of God and the excellence of salvation obtained through the love of Jesus Christ. He raised his voice zealously, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, cried against the existing sins of the leaders of the church, and as he met the storm of opposition from the priests, his courage did not fail, for he firmly relied upon the strong arm of God, and confidently trusted in him for victory and as he pushed the battle closer and closer, the rage of the priests was kindled against him. They did not wish to be reformed. They chose to be left in ease, in wanton pleasure, in wickedness. They wished the church kept in darkness. I saw that Luther was ardent and zealous, fearless and bold in reproving sin and advocating the truth. He cared not for wicked men and devils. He knew that he had one with him mightier than they all. Luther possessed fire, zeal, courage, and boldness, and at times might go too far, but God raised up Melanchthon, who was just the opposite in character, to aid Luther and carry on the work of reformation. Melanchthon was timid, fearful, cautious, and possessed great patience. He was greatly beloved of God. His knowledge was great in the scriptures, and his judgment and wisdom was excellent. His love for the cause of God was equal to Luther's, These hearts the Lord knit together, they were friends, which were never to be separated. Luther was a great help to Melanchthon, when he was in danger of being fearful and slow, and Melanchthon was also a great help to Luther, to keep him from moving too fast. Melanchthon's far-seeing cautiousness often averted trouble, which would have come upon the cause, if the work had been left alone to Luther. And the work would often have failed being pushed forward if it had been left to lengthen alone. I was shown the wisdom of God in choosing these two men of different characters to carry on the work of reformation and Protestantism began to protest. That's the beginning of Protestantism. But today the Protestant churches have gone back to Rome because Rome says that that, that the um, righteousness by faith is what they believe in now but they forget the other 94 theses don't they i was then carried back to the days of the apostles and saw that god chose a companion an ardent and zealous peter and a mild patient meek john sometimes peter was impetuous and the beloved disciple often checked peter when his zeal and ardor led him too far but it did not reform him but after peter had denied his lord and repented and was converted All he needed was a mild caution from John to check his ardor and zeal. The cause of Christ would often have suffered had it been left to John. Peter's zeal was needed. His boldness and energy often delivered them from difficulty and silenced their enemies. John was winning. He gained many to the cause of Christ by his patient forbearance and deep devotedness. God raised up men to cry against the existing sins of the papal church and carry forward the reformation. Satan sought to destroy those living witnesses, but God made a hedge about them. Some, for the glory of his name, were permitted to seal the testimony they had borne with their blood. But there were other powerful men like Luther and Melanchthon, who could best glorify God by living and crying aloud against the sins of popes, priests, and kings. They trembled before the voice of Luther. Through those chosen men, rays of light began to scatter the darkness And very many joyfully received the light and walked in it. And when one witness was slain, two or more were raised up to take their place. But Satan was not satisfied. He could only have power over the body. He could not make believers yield their faith and hope. And even in death, they triumphed with a bright hope of immortality at the resurrection of the just. They had more than mortal energy. They dared not sleep for a moment. They kept the Christian armor girded about them. And prepared for conflict, not merely with spiritual foes, but with Satan in the form of men whose constant cry was, give up your faith or die. Those few Christians were strong in God and more precious in his sight than half a world, bearing the name of Christ. Yet cowards in his cause, while the church was persecuted, they were united and loving. They were strong in God. Sinners were not permitted to unite themselves with it, neither the deceiver nor the deceived. Those only who were willing to forsake all for Christ to be his disciples. They loved to be poor, humble, and Christlike. And sometime during the Dark Ages, two priests were raised up to take the attention off the papacy as the Antichrist because that's who he is. They created <clears throat> preterism and futurism. And, <clears throat> and that took, they tried to say that it was Antiochus Epiphanes who, and not the papacy, They messed with Daniel's prophecy timeline. And um, you have to be careful what you study. I'm going to close in prayer. Dear Jesus, I pray for those hearing today that they would come to you to seek the knowledge that you have for them, to trust your word, and to believe that you know what you're speaking through your prophets. I pray for their protection and for them to be able to Come to you and trust in Jesus for salvation. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. God bless you today. Have a wonderful day. Walk with Jesus. I'll see you in the morning.